of dummy half looking for a 40 20. It's rolling and rolling. Is that reasonable? All right, guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the 4020 Rugby League podcast. Back with Brock again for another year, mate. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Been a yeah, long time um, between uh, drinks, I suppose, but uh, we're back at it again. Back at it again, guys. Uh, you can expect these back to be weekly again, guys. It is. Um, been a very interesting round one, hasn't it, Brocky? It has, it has. Look, um, we're hoping to bring these out to you three, like maybe three, two or three a week um, through yeah. the season, guys. Really hoping to get a, a really regular a fan base coming in. Um, we'll be advertising on TikTok, Instagram, um, really going hard. So um, keep make sure you tune in. But yeah, it's time for a recap of round one. Very interesting round one, Mitch. That was very, very interesting, mate. Um Let's take a look at game one, which is on Thursday. It was Penrith Panthers versus Eagles. Not the result I was expecting. Um, what are your take? What's your take on it? Yeah, no. Well, we found out late that um, Nathan Cleary wasn't going to play. Um, so I changed my tip, obviously, to Seagulls. Um, wasn't not expecting the result we got. Turbo was just shut down. That was the, 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 the name of the game there, Turbo shut down. That was, that was it. Yeah, right. When I was watching that game, I thought... Um, Turbo didn't, yeah, like you said, Turbo didn't, didn't receive much ball. He was shut down. Um, and I think mainly really struggle if Turbo is inactive and Turbo doesn't have the ball in his hands. He's one of those players that I think can get the team on the front foot. And um, uh, credit to the Panthers, they did really well just to shut him down and um, really turn off um, the Seagulls' attack. I think what we forget is that the Panthers are the reigning primaries. They won it last year. They were nearly undefeated through the whole year. The only games they really lost was in the middle of the season in, in origin period. Um, and then, you know, um, they come out and just show why they why they won it last year. They were absolutely unbelievable. Um, nothing really stopped them. They didn't look phased at any point in the game. Turbo got through the line once and set up a try, but that was it. We just got to remember that these guys are the best in the business and they've still got, you know, a quality team without Cleary there, an absolute quality team. And um, they've been playing together for a while now, so they're not really going to change, I don't think. I like the likes of... Um... Isaac Tago, I think he really stood up um, getting a shot in first grade this year. Um, and shame was um, Sean O'Sullivan. That really, he really shocked me um, in this game. I think he, I thought he kicked well. Um, he steered the team around and it just, it looked really natural for him. I'm not a big uh, uh, O'Sullivan fan, but um, he stood up um, and I was really shocked in his game. It was really, really quality around the park. Um, obviously not Nathan Cleary by any means, but uh, really stood up for the Panthers and, um, uh, I think they're going to be a really, really hard team to beat this year. I don't think um, that the Seagulls are as bad as they looked in that game. I think the Panthers were just a lot better than the rest of the competition right now. I think they're the best team and they're the team to beat. Um, and I think um, Seagulls, you know, are still up there in, in the top eight conversation for 100% positive. Yeah, I don't take Seagulls out of the top eight at all after that performance. I think round one, um, you can definitely see I reckon the Seagulls fire up this week and um, they lacked a lot in defence. So I think this week will be their main focus will be their defensive sets and, and working through those. Should we kick off into Friday's games? Yeah, the first Friday game was Raiders-Sharks. A bit of an interesting one there. Um, earlier game on the Friday night, um, well, the Raiders obviously won 24-19. A bit of a tossing and turning game. Um, put it this way, when I looked at the tip for this one, in one competition, I, I had the Raiders. In one competition, I had the Sharks. So it was a bit of a coin flip, which a few of these games were for me. Um, but somehow Tigers came home with the, the meat pie. Um, so, oh, sorry, the Raiders came home with the deep uh, meat pie. So, um, yeah, good game. I thought um, this game really um, was really entertaining, really like uh, fast paced. Both teams looked to be on each other's heels. 
Um, I like Jack White in this one. I thought um, he looked really strong um, and he's definitely getting back to where he should be. Um, I think his running game is is his strong point and it's something that the Raiders really need to incorporate more, um, you know, uh, moving forward. I thought the Sharks were really strong as well. Um, likes of Nico Hines and the halves. I mean, this is the first time we've seen Nico. So um, I think it's going to be a bit of a learning curve for these guys. And I think it's going to take a little bit for these guys to sort of gel with each other, learn their combinations. Remember, you still got the likes of Cam McInnes, um, Wade Graham. You still got these guys to come back yet. So the time, uh, the Sharks, sorry, have still have some personnel, some key personnel that come back into their side. Yeah, look, it's going to be hard at the start of the season to gauge where the, re- the teams are in relation to the rest of the competition. I mean, you've got Panthers at, at the pinnacle at the moment um, for me, but it's really hard to put these teams in positions at the moment. Um, so it's really hard to place where, where they're all both tracking here. I mean, the Raiders were down, come back to win. I mean, it's a really tricky one. Um, both teams look decent to me. The big, the big talking point out of the Raiders for me was no Jared Croker. Um, very interesting decision to not have him in the squad. So um, big call there. Their captain over the last few years, captained them to the grand final. He's not there. Um, and I believe that's just because they dropped him. That's what I'm hearing um, around the place. But um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a tricky one. I mean, we'll be able to gauge better how these two teams are going um, in the next probably month. We'll see where they, you know, settle in on the ladder and, and how their draws turn out. But um, no, it was a good game. Uh, but we've got a big game, obviously, in the, the second Friday game in, in, in the Broncos and the Rabbits, which was a massive build up and a massive game. Yeah, mate, definitely was. Um, I was actually at this game, so it was good. Uh, it was good to get a win under the belt at Suncorp. Um, I think the Broncos really, really stood up in this one without Reynolds. Um, I thought when we when we got that mail that Reynolds wasn't going to play at all, um, there was a possibility he was going to be named, but um, to not be named at all, um, I think shocked a few of us. Um, and it's also, I reckon it also um, rocked a few of the Broncos boys knowing that, um, you know, our captain and our, our, our hero who's come from the South um, – to sort of save the club and build it back up to where it should be. Um, but I think the boys really stood up in this one. They played really well. Um, the likes of, um, you know, Selwyn Cobo, people like that really stood up. I thought Payne Haas had a massive game and a massive That's impact good. on this score. Um, what were your takes on it, Brocky? A great game. Um, I, I don't know whether this is a reflection of how good the Broncos are or how bad the Rabbits are. I mean, obviously, majority of people would have tipped the Rabbitohs um, going into this one. Um, I, I did, and I think even Mitchell did or, or considered doing it anyway. Um, but I think you've got to remember losing your, your halfback of how many years has he's been there. The club was kind of built around him. Losing a player like Benji Marshall um, and not really having a, a, a player that's played a lot of half step in makes a big difference. No Latrell Mitchell as well also also plays into account. So I do think that the Rabbits are a very underdone side at the moment. You can remember two out of the, you know, the last year's halves from that when they made the grand final weren't there. Few, you know, missing links in, in the middle pack as well. I think um, it was a really poor performance by the uh, by the Rabbits and, you know, a pretty good performance by the Broncos. Um, I think the Broncos still need to find a little bit in attack if they're going to beat the better teams. Um, but it'll come with Adam Reynolds, maybe. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. See who settles into that five-eight role. And um, look, it's all good game all round. Kurt Catewell slotting the the field goal to, to you know clench it essentially was unbelievable. Um, really good game, really solid game. So um, not really much more I can say about that. It was just unfortunate for the Rabbits as well. They had that late pull out of Blake Taff in the back line there, which really did shuffle their. Um, their line, they had to switch uh, Johnson to the back and they put Mansour on the wing. And I think um, 
I think the problem with Mansour is he does struggle in defense a little bit. He's good offensively, but um, I think defensively he does struggle and you can definitely see it on that side. Um, but no, I was very impressed with the Broncos and the combinations that some of those guys have built. And um, I, But I still don't pull the rabbits out of any contention of the top four, I think. Um, give them a few weeks to combine, get their players back in, get Latrell back in. Um, I think they'll they'll bounce back, definitely. Oh, look, I've got a big call here. I don't think they're making the top four. I don't think they're getting anywhere close. I think they'll finish maybe eighth. I don't... I don't see them having a great season this year. New coach, um, you, you know, teams don't usually do that well after losing Wayne Bennett, and I don't see this as any different here. So um, I don't think they're having a good year. Uh, but anyway, the next game was a massive, massive upset. No one would have picked this one. I'd be surprised if anyone tipped this. Um, Knights v Roosters, Knights winning 20-6 to six here. Uh, absolutely unbelievable game. What a game, mate. What an actual, like, what a, what a game by the Knights. They... They were the underdogs um, in this game, obviously, with the Roosters heavily favoured. Um, but I look at it and I look at the, the Roosters' side on paper and it's it's unreal. It's unbelievable. And you look at the Knights' side on paper, you know, they've got no Mitchell Pierce this year. Um, Adam Clune comes into the seven. Um, and I didn't think Clune and Clifford would play well, but I was wrong. Gobsmacked. Um, I think... In this one, though, um, Ponga looked nice. I just don't think he's running the ball as much as he should be. I don't think he has his hands on the ball as much. Um, even though the Knights did win, the credit to the Knights, they did an outstanding performance. But I think if uh, Ponga was a little bit more involved, um, you know, the score could be a lot different. Yeah, um, I think Dane Gagai was the first player this year to score over 100 in Supercoach. So that, um, I mean, doesn't say much about the performance, but he's a really that's a really solid performance from Dane. Um I mean, solid game all round. I just didn't pick it. It's unbelievable to me with a team with uh, Kiri and uh, Walker in the halves. Um, and you've got Tedesco at the back and you've got a massive forward pack with Wiria we- Hargreaves in the middle there. Um, and Connor Watson jumping in at ho- hooker. I-, I just wasn't expecting them to get rolled by um, 14 points to the night to finish in solid seventh last year. So um, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I don't think a lot of people were, or I don't think anyone was, to be honest. Um, uh, not much more we can say. We can wait and see how the Roosters go. Maybe this is good signs for the Knights. I, I don't know. I think I think without Pierce, they will still lose direction. But I do like Clune. I think he's a good player. I think he's really solid. Um, he's no Pierce, though. So um, let's see what happens. I mean, Roosters still um, got, you know, Trent Robinson at the helm. Um, can't really go too much wrong with that. So uh, that's my thoughts on it. I mean, I won't be tipping Roosters for a couple of weeks, I don't think, but um, I, think we should, I think we should also take into consideration um, the Roosters did lose Victor Bradley as well um, partway through the competitions. And I think he does, um, he's one of those players that can can move the, you know, can shift the momentum uh, of the game and can definitely uplift his side. But um, I think he was missed. Uh, I must say, Dan Gaga, like you said, outstanding performance, um, I think he's really brought something special to the Knights, which is good. Um, I think that's what the, uh, the Knights were lacking. Um, I've also thought Dominic Young had an amazing game as well. You don't really see much of him. Um, and I think he was just all around, you know, well, he was well, uh, great play ball and defense. Um, I, I'm, I just, yeah, I was shocked. The Knights, yeah, I tipped them to actually be the Spurners this year. So um, I'm feeling a little bit ashamed about that one, but. Uh, let's no, I move took on. the Cowboys, and I think I, I think my <laughs> tip's pretty safe there. They played shocking, but anyway, we'll get to that later. Um, next game of the weekend, um, it was the Warriors versus Dragons. I mean, I don't know how much we can really talk about this one. I didn't think it was that great a match at all. Uh, I'll be honest, I was out when this one was on, but the, the, I was out of sports bar, and it was on in the background there. Um, from what I could see, it was just a bit of a 
cluster of errors and mistakes and and, and um, some lucky tries and, and and a lot of weak defense. I mean, from the score, you can probably see that. Um, that's from what from what I got. Um, I mean, Dragons team is young. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, and they are they will get better with time. Um, you've got some experience there, but um, you know you've got to remember Tarek Sims is probably leaving to go to the Storm. Um, you lose some there, and I mean the Warriors have got Sean Johnson. They've got to try and somehow work their way back in with him. Um, he did have some really good glimpses in that game, I thought, but um, he could definitely do better. Um, I know. I think I think they'll come good at both sides. I don't know whether both of them are fringe eight teams or in the eight. Um, I see them both as fringe eight teams, but um, I guess we'll see as the season goes on. Yeah, I really liked um, like the Dragons in this one. I don't know. I thought there was some some small things that um, some players did that, that stood out. Um, Ravalawa obviously scoring that hat trick. He performed well overall, but. Um, I do, I do feel sorry for the Warriors. They did miss the extra trial match, which means that they didn't obviously, um, you know, get that um, extra game to, to gel and work together. Um, but I think you should see the Warriors improve next week. They've got the likes of um, Reese Walsh coming back, um, people like that. But I also think they've lost Sean Johnson now for four weeks. So that does worry me a little bit. Um, That's true. I didn't know it was four weeks. I thought it was only a couple. Yeah. So, um, he's, yeah, it's expected two to four. Um, I think he suffered... Uh, some sort of pack issue. So I'm not 100% sure, but a very, um, very, very interesting there. I think um, the new combinations to the Warriors will take a little bit to to gel. Um, I think the Dragons played well. Ben Hunt um, sold as always. He steered well, um, you know, shuffled his team around. Um, Jack Bird looked really strong in this one too. I did like Jack Bird as well. Um, I think he is on the cluster of re-signing with the Dragons, but I think he's also... Uh, Wayne Bennett's also targeted him for the Dolphins. So it'd be interesting to see what goes on there throughout this season for um, Jack Bird and the Dragons. But like you said, I do see these guys fringe eight. Um, I definitely wouldn't put them in top contention, but who knows as the season goes on, right? Injury can change a lot of things. Uh, let's... Yeah, well, that's, that brings us into the next <laughs> game, especially West Tigers versus Storm, which was just an absolute injury fest. We will do a separate podcast on the injuries, guys, but um, uh, just quickly, there was just an absolute uh, plethora yes. of um, injuries in this game. So um, I wouldn't read too much into the scoreline here, um, personally. I know a lot of people would go, oh, the Tigers almost beat them. Well, they, they did, but... Um, Storm still was Storm and came home. And I think they still have their record of one of the most um, wins in the first game of the season ever. It's been a ridiculously long time since I've lost the game in the first first round and it didn't go go um, unbeaten here. I mean, Tigers did show signs. I mean, um, you can't rule that out of them. They did show more than they have the last few years. Um, and I think Madge would probably be happy with that. And I think they will come better, um, but uh, still not Storm level for me. Yeah, mate, 100%. Um, I think the Tigers did look pretty strong in this one. Like you said, um, I like the likes of Jackson Hastings. I thought Luke's Brook, Luke Brooks played well considering um, his previous form last year. Uh, lots of their forwards and their forward pack really stood up in this one. And it was good to see the Tigers be in a contest um, for once, I must say. Uh, I must say it was an underdone storm side. And like we said, you know, the three injuries to their, you know, three some of their key personnel um, obviously did impact this. But it was... The Storm, the Storm are just a machine. They have, you know, they have so many players that play so many positions and people want to go to the Storm to, to, to play because this is this is why they don't lose. They they have, um, you know, 
backup halves. They've got backup hookers. They've got backup everything. Everyone, they're flexible. The system there is unreal, I thought. Um, Jerome Hughes had an unreal game. Um, another one to score 100 points this week in Supercoach. I thought his kicking game was top-notch. Yeah, he has to, he's in the top three halfbacks to me in um, in the NRL at the moment. And well, I, think, yeah. I think as the season goes on, you'll see – you'll really see um, – Jerome Hughes really stand up. I thought Xavier Coates was impressive in his first game in the Storm outfit. His try was unbelievable. Um, I, he he gets some height, and I must say, um, definitely a good replacement um, there for Addo Carr. The Storm couldn't have done much better there. I look at um, also look at uh, the back line. Ryan Pappenhausen. He was um, there was talks of him being redrawn, and um, I think he played really well considering um, the injury cloud that was put over him during the week. Yeah, they gave him a slim chance. But anyway, um, I, they all played well. I think um, Storm will still be a top four side this year. I think a lot of people are writing them off already. But, I mean, um, I still think Storm will Storm and Craig Bellamy is Craig Bellamy. So they will they will find a way. Um, I think you get Munster coming back apparently in some of the best form anyone's ever seen him in after going to rehab and stuff. So that's a massive bonus. Um, I think I think we can't really um, say much too much more. But um, the Tigers... Um, if you're a Tigers fan, I think it is probably a better season this year. I think you, you can you can have a bit more hope. So um, look forward to that for, for Tigers fans. It's been a long time between you know a good season and not. So um, we'll get on to the Sunday games, I suppose. Which um, I'm, I personally am not real real impressed with um, what happened there. But um, the Eels Titans game is next. Um, Thirty two to twenty eight to the Eels. I think it was absolute daylight robbery. Um, just a nightmare. Um, the refing in this game was absolutely appalling. Didn't allow either team to get into the game. Other than the Eels, really, they just pretty much gifted them penalties the whole way through, um, allowing Mitchell Moses to take as much time as he want once the clock hit over under two minutes to take his penalty. Again, another reason why the refs just don't have a clue um, and couldn't care less about the game. Um, and people go on about how the Titans got some really gifted stuff. Uh, you watch the game again. Um, another thing, if you think Jaden Campbell's tackle was um, malicious in any way or leading with the knees, you'd be wrong there to go back and watch the tackle. He, what first came in contact with the body was his arms. And unfortunately, in making that tackle, he, he his knees went into his, his ribs there. I mean, what, what would you like him to do in that situation? The ball wasn't even planted on the ground when he made contact. There's another reason why it's not a penalty. Um, if you want to go to the letter of the law, um, he dived a meter out from the try line, the the Eels player. So, um, unfortunately, that is part of a contact sport. Um, but yeah, I think the the Titans are really poor, poorly done by here with gifted penalties right in front to to allow the Eels to kick themselves to victory. So, if you're an Eels fan, I mean, I wouldn't be satisfied with that second half. And to be honest. Um, the the defense that you put up against the Titans. So either the Titans are really good or the Eels are really bad. I'm really not too sure. Um, I think the Titans are actually going to be a better team than I put them down for this year. Um, I didn't have them in the eight, but I do now. Um, I do think um, with AJ Brimson coming back and Will Smith off the bench, who I thought had an absolutely unbelievable game, I do think the Titans probably will scrape into the eight again this year. Um, David Fafita needs to have a few more big games. You know, he's really hitting this. But um, you found the, the likes of Bo Firma on an edge um, was unbelievable with David Fafita on the other edge. Um, Sexton was a really, really solid. Um, he's a really, really good young half. Um, he will just continue to improve. Um, I think 
you'll find that um, Jane Campbell will fill into his body over the next couple of seasons. Whether he comes into his body this year, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I think the Eels fans should be a little bit worried. Dylan Brown doing absolutely nothing, um, same as last year. Um, it's a little bit of a worry. You can't let Mo just do everything there. Um, forward pack kind of got overwhelmed by the Titans forward pack, I thought, as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've said a lot there, Mitch, but um, it, it was one of those games where I think the refs kind of wrecked it anyway. So, Yeah, I think you've crossed off some of the stuff I was going to say there, mate, especially around the refing and um, the little things like that. Um, I must say, though, um, both teams' defence was was lacking. Let's let's be honest there. Yeah. They both lacked yeah, really, both really badly in defence. Um, I think the Titans, they struggled last year in defence. Um, the Eels as well. This is this is why these these teams don't make um, don't make you know top uh, top four. Um, it's their defense, but um, I um, I think the Titans. We must we must say credit to the Titans there. They they have played well considering their young and inexperienced spine. Um, Jaden Campbell, Toby Sexton they haven't played many games together. Um, like you said, look the likes of AJ Brimson coming back uh, it does revive a little bit of hope there in the middle for the Titans. Uh, I must say though, Fafita had a really quiet game given. Um, given his ability and his skill level, I think they've really got to utilise Dave Fafita a little bit more. Uh, give him early ball, not late ball. I think the more early ball you give Fafita, um, he's a big unit. He can fend off anybody. Um, I think the that's where they've lacked with Dave Fafita um, last season and evident again in that game. I think he could have put um, a few more points on the board if he got some early ball and you gave him an opportunity to really run at that line. Um, I thought... The times, yeah, we're really unlucky not to get the grip on this one. I thought they played outstanding given the circumstances, but I must say the drop kick at the end was appalling um, from Patrick Herbert. I think um, that did cost them. I think that costed them any chance of, of coming back into that one, unfortunately. Um, yeah, look, I'm, I'm not a fan of Parramatta as it is. I haven't been a Parramatta fan, never have, nor will. Um, I thought Mitchell Moses, um, yeah, not, not in the spirit of the game there at all. Um, I get... I get it. There's some rules and timeframes and things like that, but I just don't think um, it's in the spirit of the game. I don't think laughing on his run back to the no, to halfway no, or back and, was either. It's it's not in the spirit of the game. And I think if um, anyone from any other team did that, the, the coach would probably give him a rev up and, and it's not really on. So I find that very, very strange, but that's Mitch Moses. And that's probably why he'll never get a New South Wales jersey again. So um, that's, I mean, that's on him. Uh, Brad Fittler doesn't like that. So I'd imagine he won't get a New South Wales jersey ever again. And he doesn't deserve one anyway, uh, with Nathan Cleary around. Um, even when Nathan Cleary's not around, I doubt that he'd get one. Um, that being said, we've got one more game, which was probably, I'd say, the worst game of the season. Uh, the worst game of the round. Um, really poor attack from both teams here. Uh, it was just horrid. Uh, drop balls everywhere, incomplete sets, and just one try each is pretty much the long and the short of the game. Yeah, I'm a bit bit worried for the Cowboys this year. Um, I say, I think I said this um, last, um, like in a couple of podcasts ago, I said the Cowboys aren't utilising their team the way they should be. I do not understand why Valentine Holmes is not playing fullback. I don't understand why Hamaso... Tabi Ifido is at the fullback. I just don't get it when you've got your best winger playing fullback, your best fullback playing center. You've got Tamalolo playing 13. I think the game has changed and evolved. He's not a 13 anymore. Um, I think they it's just the used- same old Cowboys team yeah. that we've seen for the I last think- 10 years. I, I don't think- understand why they continue to pick the same team over and over again. Kyle Feltz has been there every single day for the last 10 years, playing the same stupid run-up balls every time. They just put the people in the wrong positions. Tamalolo's outdated. 
um, in be, 13. He needs and to be he's just needs to play. Yeah, it, it's uh, too much. Um, I, I really can't deal with it anymore. And um, we'll, we'll just see he's what, a meter. what happens. Some of those are meter holes to choose. Our meters, I think, in the front row really suits his game, given how the game has evolved over the last three, you know, two or three years. Um, I thought the defense of the dogs, you, you could say, have improved a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say it's improved immensely. Um, but I do look at that as a, as a sign for, for dogs fans. I think you should be very excited for this season. I think given a couple of games under their belt, these guys, you'll really see gel together. Um, I thought the likes of Adokar, Burton, Duffy, all these guys sort of stood up and they gave it their own. I especially liked um, Adokar. Um, I think there was a penalty that was conceded um, by the Cowboys, which gave the dogs the ball. And he, you could hear him, you could hear him in the in the commentary saying, "Get up, get up! There's no time for breaks. There's no time for breaks." I think they had five minutes left in the game. They were ahead. I thought it was just real, um, you know, leadership shown by um, Ado Carver. Um, I, look I think at- I, look, I think they will gel better than the Cowboys. I think the, the Bulldogs have got much more potential than the Cowboys this season. Um, and I see Addo Carr and your, your Dufties and stuff really bringing that. Your Paul Vaughan even even bringing that forward. So I agree with you there. I thought um, Jack Hatherington um, was a little bit off this game. He got binned a little bit. Um, I think he really needs to, to turn back his aggression. Um, Josh Jackson, though, what a machine. That guy just chews up meters. He chews up tackles. One of, yeah, one of my favorite players in the is. NRL. And he, is, he deserves everything he gets. He's a brilliant player, workhorse, never complains. If he ever speaks to the referee, it's speak, spoken in a nice manner. Um, he makes you want to like the Bulldogs, Josh Jackson. I, I really, really like him as a player. And I, 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 he get, doesn't get the accolades he deserves, but he deserves every bit of it, to be honest. Yeah, mate, I couldn't agree much more there. Um, I thought it was a well way to kick chase from the Cowboys at the end there to score, but um, as we saw, it was offside. So um, I think that was um, very, very lucky for the dogs there, um, for the Cowboys 50, not, 50, not to steal the game. Me. I mean, it, I think off the letter of the law, his feet are in front of the kicker, but um, uh, a lot of those get away with throughout the games. So I'm not really too sure whether that is or it isn't, but games on the line, they want to make the right decision. I don't know. I think Cowboys fans probably feel a little bit hard, by, hard done by there. I mean, I'd say hundreds of those get left throughout the season. So yeah. you're not wrong. Bit unlucky, bit unlucky, but did they really deserve to win the game? No. Look, probably not. Probably not. I thought the dog uh, I think you've got to look at it, uh, the game as a whole. And did they probably deserve to win it? Probably not. Um, so that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, 100%. I thought the dogs got um, definitely got more work done. They definitely uh, showed a bit more character and a bit more, um, you know, charisma. And I think that's why they were like the game was gifted to them. I just don't think the Cowboys fought hard enough. Um, anyway, I think that wraps up um, this week's game. Yeah, it makes you yeah. want to say or yeah, look, make sure to tune in for our other podcast through the week. We've got um, uh, an injury one coming out as well and, and our tips for, for the round two. Um, so make sure to keep an eye out for those guys. And um, thanks for tuning in once again. Yeah, no worries. Um, make sure you do follow us on our socials um, at 4020podcast.au. We post on there daily. So uh, make sure you do follow that one and drop us an inbox with any questions or anything. Um, we're always happy to answer any questions, things like that. But um, until next week, guys, we do appreciate it. And we'll see you all again. Thanks, guys. I'm a fool for your life.